happening on the podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Is Happening. This is Eric Morris. And this is Doug Buden. Hello. Oh, it's so, you know what? I'm still getting used to it, but it's delightful to have Doug Buden, media star, with us as co host. <laughs> welcome, so everyone. Fortunate. Bienvenue. <laughs> Um, yes, and also today's guest is a dear friend of both of ours, Jess Gorell. Jess is a um, photographer and filmmaker and animation pioneer. And she, also a <laughs> lovely lady. She is a lovely lady. We, we met in Nantucket. I mean, we'll get into all the details. But, um, but she has, you know, she's an accomplished person who has done things with her life and we'll spend the next however long talking about her until the champagne is extinguished <laughs> tonight we are drinking actually i have to say eric has upped his game because normally it's kind of like sort of like a yellow seltzer quite frankly it could be like urine and it's seltzer Lamarca. this is actual champagne we are drinking Vuv Clico. Oh, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Vuv Clico. Wherever you go, enjoy Vuv it. Clico. Whenever you're podcasting or whatever you're doing. <laughs> if, if this podcast is your final destination or wherever your day or night takes you. I was feeling particularly celebratory today because, well, I mean, I've, I've closed some financing on a film that I've been producing. Stay tuned for Creating Woodstock coming soon to theaters near you. Um, and this podcast actually is going to have to air tomorrow because we are out of our banked podcast and we are now just pulling people off, <laughs> off the street. The street. <laughs> like, there's a cute like guy. Our visiting, in. Like our visiting we friend. We got Jess, Jess and then we'll go. Are you available you for a podcast? That was our two minute uh, introduction. We said very little bit about Jess, but welcome, Jess. I am so thrilled to be here with both of you. All the way here from New Mexico. New Mexico. Where you're yeah. currently living. I am currently living in New you Mexico. You're dragged there by any number of back <laughs> I was. And now you still. You still live in a very remote corner I of do. New Mexico. Do they, do they have, do you have a back? She wanted to retire, and somehow you ended up you living ended there up too. There. That's right. <laughs> he so, is there, retired, and very oddly, I met a woman in downtown Hollywood today who said, "Oh, I've been to that town," and I said, "I cannot which town believe is that? Silver it." Silver City. Silver City. Yeah, I think I had only seen it on signs, or maybe in westerns and stuff like that. It's a very, very <laughs> as you drive through corner. Yes. yes, as you're driving through New Mexico, sometimes you'll see a sign that says, Silver City, thousands of miles that way. <laughs> I, I, I've driven through Remote.com. But you probably wouldn't drive through Where's Silver the, City. Where's the crater? There's a big famous crater in New Ooh. Mexico. I went and visited when I was driving across country. Uh, maybe it's near Area 49 or it whatever. It could be that's in Roswell. 51. Yes, 51. 51. That's what I mean, Roswell. <laughs> no, the, the cheapest <laughs> visiting center is at Area 49. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where the crater the is. Discount, the, the discount aliens are at Oh, 49. missed Area 51? Well, come to Area 49. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by the U.S. government. I mean, weirdly, weirdly, you know, um, yes. uh, Jess and I have some parts of the country in common and that I've been going to New Mexico because of my uncle since the 70s and um, Jess and I met in Nantucket where I've also been going since the 70s and Jess lived there for years. I did live there for years and it was uh, such a big part of my creative life. Yeah. I really owe something and thank uh, Nantucket for drawing out parts of me that I always knew were there. It really took 
randomly moving out into the middle of the sea to get to get connected to a lot of things so that are really, really part of my life now. It's a really so, special place. I mean, you're from yes, uh, Massachusetts originally. I am. And actually, um, another weird thing that happened when after we met and you were visiting, uh, I mentioned a mutual friend of ours, Chris Shea, who you grew up with. I did. I actually high did. high school or before. We met in junior high. And w- basically, my first major creative effort as a human being was being in a play with Chris in seventh grade. Oh, my God. And was and that, that in that Arlington? that was wonderful. Yes, Arlington, Mass. Hmm. A-Town. Which is... Uh, Off the red line. Off the red line. of Boston. Yes, right next to Cambridge. Yes, indeed. Chris so. was a shining star even back then, and we had so much fun. We were in this 50s musical <laughs> called Rock and Roll, and he had greased hair and jeans and rolled up t-shirt, and I was a cheerleader, and it was such a good gang of people, and really, a lot of those friendships are my still my lasting friendships. And from... Ben Blanchard is one of those people, wasn't he, or maybe later? I met him, I believe, in somewhere in Boston when, when I was doing music. I thought he went to school with Chris, too. Am I Maybe wrong in New that? York, but I don't know. I didn't well, know they, him before. They also know each other. Yes, and yes. We, we met him in, in Nantucket. Chris is great. And, and maybe maybe we'll have Chris on, as he is now a culinary artist. Yes, but we've, uh, we've sp- I spoke to Chris, uh, who... who uh, uh, Jess, just make yourself comfortable. Eric and I are just do the <laughs> podcast business while we see each other. Yeah, go ahead. But he, yeah. Chris yeah. made a delicious uh, meal for my uh, birthday party this year. I wasn't there. I know you were away. You were invited. Uh, but you, oh, I wasn't there. Yeah. I, I, I take that judgy statement <laughs> Uh, you you should have been there. You, you should have been there. Um, actually, Jess sent some flowers, which were lovely in the centerpiece of the table. I was sorry to miss that and soiree, let me tell you. It was a lovely soiree, which was made just perfection by, by Chris Shea, who's now a brilliant chef and you know wasn't really working at the time, but kind of like helped me put this party together, which was amazing. Well, we'll have him on. We'll discuss. Maybe along with uh, Joe Daly, yeah, his yeah. husband, his husband, who also has a fascinating life, and who you also know. Chris tells me I know him, and I bet the minute I see him, I will understand yeah, it. But they, I haven't seen him. They've known each they've other. They've known each other since high school. Yes, yeah, since they got so, married. Yeah. No, and he may yeah. have gone to our high school, but Chris, when they were getting married, said, you, you definitely know each other. Yeah, yeah. So, so and I had a, let me tell one more quick thing about yes. Chris. I had a very other, very interesting moment in time with him that a mutual friend of ours, also a theater drama person from that same junior high, talked me into moving to California with her right when we got out of high school. And Chris was living in San Francisco, staying with his brother, I believe. And we had a lot of fun at that time. We were mm-hmm. all like 19 or 20, and we were living in um, Santa Cruz, but we would drive up to see him, and we had a very raucous birthday for him in San Francisco. It was mm-hmm. very fun, and roamed the city, and that was great for me. That was like kind of my first foray out of Arlington, mm-hmm. and like learning about California and really thinking, wow, you know, life, it, the world is very different outside of New England, as you guys yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. Like it's like a whole new world, and it was so fun to do that with like them, you know, because yeah, we were of kind of early cohorts. Right. So it was fun. Now, when I when I met you, Jess, I I, I said I thought you were a photographer. 
I am. Still. So, so that is that what you were doing, for example, in Nantucket was photography because you also do other kinds <clears throat> of medium in in, yeah. in art. So, talk to documentary us about filmmaker, and I... also animator, but. Yeah, uh, photography is how I knew you as well. And I have some of your photographs in my home, all given as gifts, oh. which I really treasure. I They're love beautiful. that. I love that. Um, that was really the first official medium. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than doing plays when I was younger, you know, like I wasn't doing, I was teaching painting and drawing to like kids and teenagers out there in Nantucket. I had a very crazy story of when I moved there, I got this job in an inn and the people ended up to be insane. And I basically got <laughs> kicked out on the street yeah. with nowhere to go. You were the one homeless person it was, in Nantucket. I was for a <laughs> was very it, short moment in time. Was it in Sconset? No, it was downtown. I'll show it to you. It's okay. this little tiny place. And because I really, it was very odd. I got this idea in my head, I'm going to move to one of those islands. Mm-hmm. Like the day after graduation from and how college. How long did you live there? I think it was like seven years. And after. when, when, even in winter, I yeah, stayed all year round. Yeah. The first couple of years, I went back to Boston, and then I actually moved in with a family and cared for their kids part time while I and did my other stuff part time. And when I met you, was that towards the end of your tenure there? Did I drive you from that island? Did, uh, did John <laughs> no, Hughes drive you from maybe, that island? No, maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, no, because I was remember. That too, was that the millennium at your house? Or yeah, we, did we meet before, before that? Yeah, we met before, before that. Because, so it was before the, um, not, you know, um, you just said it. But millennium. Yeah, but it was Y2K. Which Y2K. was so funny. Don't you remember, remember we the airplanes said... were going to fall out of the sky? Well, and it was because of that that I wanted to spend it somewhere just remote. And I just wanted to get away from technology. And my family was like, well, you know, the house is going to be empty. I was like, let's fire up the heat. Yeah. You know, yeah. And yeah, it was a spend... freezing night. We sat in the garage. Remember, we all sat in the garage for yeah, a little while. Yeah, but usually it just sits there <laughs> empty and the heat's not on. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I convinced my family, like, let's open up the house for New Year's, which I, I don't think I'd ever spend a New Year's there. It's it beautiful. was so There's fun. like a Christmas stroll, yeah, which I didn't beautiful. go to. But mm-hmm. That was a memorable evening. I've been to P-Town for New Year's. That's nice. Which is, it gets super, super crowded. But yes. We, no, that's true. And we yeah. were there. I was that, there with you. When, yes. When, yeah. that That'd was, be fun. That was super yeah. fun. Very crowded. With, with Debaucherous. Eddie, sure. Ed Stanley, and, um, and Sam. Another boy, man, fellow that I went to high school with. That's right. He's an old lady. So our, <laughs> <laughs> our world weirdly intersected. But the, the first time I met you was on Nantucket. My friends... Uh, uh, Victoria Bakshi Udis and John Udis had decided to spend a year in Nantucket. Yes, and that's um, when I met her. And so I remember, like, I was, you know, I was very good friends with, with Heidi Udis, um, she's a really close friend of mine from college, and her brother. She, we were, I was in a film of his at, at NYU. And then he decided to go explore India for some That's exactly when I met Victoria. indefinite period of time. He was going to be gone in India. And she was like, what am I going to do? Mm. And her friend, because uh, they, they, they had just gotten engaged or they were about to get engaged. No, yeah. they had, weren't even engaged. They weren't engaged. They, were, they had gone to college together. And this was a, like a pivotal point in people's relationships where they're 
their college sweethearts, and then are they going to stay together? What are they going right. to do? And he, and so instead of like people make TV shows about game shows about exactly that's instead right. of proposing, he's like, I'm off to India to find <laughs> myself. Bye. And, and so she had to find a friend. And so she's like, I don't know. So <laughs> she, uh, you know, tapped into a friend of hers who I think worked at Claudia's Claudette's. Sorry, Claudette's in Sconset, and I remember like she had said, I'm going to come visit you, meaning me and Heidi, in Nantucket, because we were there at my family's house, and we. this was just after his going away party, and she was like bereft, and so then she goes, and while there, says, okay, I got a job at uh, Claudette's, and I'm going to uh, stay here for the winter, and John can join me or not join me, I don't care. I don't care. That's right. <laughs> and... Uh, you worked at Claudette's or met no, her at Claudette's? No, I... Because I, you were living in Sconset. It was my first day moving into Sconset with the family that mm. became such a large part of my life. And, like, I'm so close to them still. And they had no coffee in my guest house that I was going to live in. And I was like, I need to go have a coffee. <laughs> so I went walking up to Claudette's and I'm waiting there, twiddling my thumbs. Okay, it's ten past ten. 15 past 10. Oh, it's almost 10 30. Nobody's there. <laughs> Suddenly, this girl comes speeding up. Ah! You know, the quietest place on the planet. It was um, October yeah, in Sconset, oh, which is quite quiet. And she's like, Oh my God, sorry, it's so late. And I said, I'm just trying to get some coffee. And she's like, I made the coffee or whatever. So she's making the coffee and she's like, Oh, I got this crazy boyfriend. He just went to India. Like, he got it. She was telling me everything. And I was like, Wow. And I said, Well, let's get together. (laughs) And so, like, we just started to hang out. By October, John came back and was living with. um, In that house. With with her. Because I remember this because. because Heidi and I, the, like, I, I haven't been to Nantucket in the off-season that often. Right. So that, that October... Yeah. And we, everyone knows Nantucket, right? People oh, it's an island Nantucket. off of Cape Cod. It's near Martha's Vineyard. It's a, it's, um, it's, it's a part of the state of Massachusetts. It is in Massachusetts. And it's an island, and it's very um, posh... And a lot of uh, rich people go there. It's the second busiest airport in Massachusetts. Wow. Mm -hmm. It is quite busy. That's all private planes. Yes. It's a lovely place. People wear that, like those red pants and belts with whales on them. It's actually where the the novel uh, Moby Dick starts because it was a big whaling community back in Melville's day. Call me Ishmael. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) And so it was like... That's as much as I know. The Nantucket Whaling Museum is a big uh, point of interest there. And it also has a lovely film festival. It which does. Which Jess and I are going to yet again. Yes, we will be there. In a matter of days. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I just... The I was Jess, helping the them. I, oh, I go ahead. that is because we have a lot of listeners in Indonesia. <laughs> we and do. And one doesn't know because we don't do our podcast in Bahasa. So we do everything in English. And we don't know if our, our Indonesian <laughs> friends are aware. 
of Nantucket. That, exactly. So. And actually, there, there are people from, you know, all over Asia all over. and the Russian Federation, as they call oh, it, on, on SoundCloud. <laughs> Which is why I say tonight's podcast is brought to you by Cape Air, delivering you to Nantucket 16 times a day. That's Cape Air. Indeed. I'm getting there by JetBlue, which can also sponsor. You're welcome to. And the second half of tonight's podcast is brought to you by JetBlue. Join our true blue rewards. JetBlue.com. We'll get you there. Oh I have to say, God. it was. Wait the... for these little promos that we record. <laughs> I know. I've been doing it since day one. I just want to do live reads. That's all I want to do. That's I want the perks. I want the perks program. That's Jess. Right. Doug is going to like absolve himself of any hosting responsibilities and just just simply do the promos. Do the promos. It's like that's what that's what gets it paid, well, right? It was well, that's what I'll do. Absolutely, the beauty <laughs> and unique aspects and historical things, and I was just so fascinated by Nantucket. It's it a really very different place yes. off season than it yes. is on season. Like mm-hmm. July and August, it's one place, and it's kind of a madhouse. You can't move. Yes. But like October, November, into you know, from October to March, it's it's really a very different place, mm-hmm. and very I like, beautiful. Yeah. And we said, so were you were you photograph? Were you doing photography? Well, after I recovered from being kicked on the street by these maniacs, right. after you were the one homeless person, <laughs> and I went, I went literally almost crying into the artist association with a folder of my drawings and my newly minted. Um, bachelor's degree in English and teaching, Mm -hmm. swearing to them that if they would give me a chance, I could teach them art classes. And I'll never forget the woman. I still know her. She's an amazing painter, Shari Wilson Ray. She was like, I'll give it you a try. And I'm like, there's like no other job. And I don't know anybody here. I said, I think I have something in a dress store, but I'd like to really do this. What does that mean? A job and a dress, oh. like a boutique. But I had nothing to do. I had bought a dress in this store. No, but a foot of No, listen, listen. A tent. No, I had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> live. So I went back. Well, there's a beach. She's going to go pick up What are you talking about? She's going to put on this cocktail dress. No, no, no. It's the, it's the uh, Kevin Spacey school oh. of how you enjoy Nantucket. I'll take this, uh, this busboy home and get arrested for I know, and the naughtiness that goes on there. Ridiculous. So I had bought this dress right before I had been kicked out, and I, re- I literally knew no one there. And now I really know a lot of people. So to think of that day where I was like, oh, my word, where I knew one very interesting artist who's in my film um but i wasn't about to ask him if i could stay with him you know at all jess is making a documentary about artists in nantucket called what what's it called does it have a name i'm renaming it so uh, i'm not quite sure mind. right now uh, but, but it is a documentary yes. about is it artists called i bought a dress i need to get no. this damn dress <laughs> yeah okay yes it, the du- and then i'll go back to the photography i'll get you back there but the, okay. take me right so, now back to dress so box. i really honestly had just bought this beautiful dress at this little shop and she the woman there was dress. very you, how nice how many times has just said dress so oh. then i went back there crying and I said, "Oh, you summoned the tears again. You, you, she brought them into the. They did not the need artist. to be summoned. I was like, I have just moved here. I have no, no other have place to go. It's like I might have a job. I thought I had a at job the art, at the yeah. art, artist teaching two classes, right? But I'm still crying. 
Yeah, because I really had no well, place, to, place go to go to live. that night. Yeah. I had like nowhere but to go. But somebody got a commission you because go to the, of his dress. You go to the club car. <laughs> You go to the club car. I didn't even hours. know of the club car. <laughs> I mean, I had just gotten there. So I went into her and I told her what happened. She said, those people are bad. And of course, you would never know that because you've got the ad in Boston Globe and you don't sure. know Nantucket. And she goes, let me ask my mother, but you can, I th- you could come to stay with our house. Oh, wow. Ooh. And I was like, really? I mean, I could not believe it. Really? That. I'll be there at four. I <laughs> I like my water at 122 <laughs> degrees, and I shall need a steamer for this dress. And make sure there's coffee. Yes. Because I Lots don't of coffee. like, I I don't 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 like to, when people are talking. I don't want to have to get a sponsor for the coffee because no, they're nope. not reliable. You can't buy it. They might not open until 1030. Yeah, and I need it at 10. Don't go looking at Claudette's at 10 <laughs> for coffee because you won't be getting it at 10. Not when Victoria so back you, Did you move them with I went with them. They were so. No, with she and her mother. She just said, let me ask my mother if you could basically come home with me tonight that's a big ask they were the nicest people nicest people she was my first friend on Nantucket and a lovely girl that I hope I could locate someday because she doesn't have the store there anymore and I really she was like a saving grace and um so I started working at the store and teaching the art classes and doing photography because I was like enraptured by Nantucket. Yeah. I was just never that seen a place like that. Outlet. How many dresses did you steal? You I stole nothing. Really? I bought some. You did? Yes, from the store. Did they give at you a discount. discount. Uh-huh. A deeply discount. No, they what are you about to throw away. <laughs> Five finger discount. <laughs> I still actually wear dresses <laughs> that came from that store. No, this you is, do look stunning, but this it does look stunning, but it looks like look it could good. be Vintage. It doesn't look Nantucket. Could no. have been bought in the 1950s. That first dress was a We're talking about the floral. 1950s when you were... <laughs> it's just, it just come off a yes, whaling I ship. Yes, just came out of that... No. <laughs> I caught myself a whale. <laughs> Going to make some blubber lamps. <laughs> They did with whale. You know what still whales. still so upsets me? Tallow, sallow, tallow, tallow, tallow. It still upsets me about that job, that ending of the job, that I left a really nice, brand new, powder blue oh, Ralph yeah. Lauren cotton bathrobe on the hook behind the door in my two by four room there, and I was thrown out so fast. <gasps> you didn't get your I robe? couldn't even take my robe. You could have used it as a blanket. That's that right. On the streets. Well, all these I years later, you there. could reacquire a robe. Yes, I'd like to find <laughs> that. Not that I robe. like that. No, robe. I think that robe by now is probably decayed and decrepit. Yeah. It's the house, knowing the, the sea. Knowing the changes like, on that Get rid of everything. Get rid of every trace it, of Jess Carell. Turned it into a dress. <laughs> need her out. Dress Listen, those people <laughs> I came to find out were like major island crashers into Loper bad people. And I walked into it like, you know. Eyes open. You yeah, just I had no idea. No. I was right. cleaning toilets, cleaning, but it made making you... breakfast. I was doing what I was supposed that's to do. Very enterprising of you. You know, I mean, it's so brave to go to a new place. You don't know anyone with this job, you know, but you made it work. I did. I made a life there. I did. And it gives you some grit, which you can use in your art. That's right. That's right. Well, you're, you are a survivor. That, that this one thing I know about you is that you um, I try you you figure it out you know like life throws you curves and you you right. um, it does. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and you end up in different places, but you do figure it out. In the words of Bethany Frankel, <laughs> Real Housewife of New York, life gives you limes, make a margarita. Skinny girl. Doug Buden is this tonight's episode. Well, Doug, brought to you partly by, by Skinny Girl. Podcast is brought to you by Skinny Girl Margaritas, along with Vokiko. And, <laughs> and Doug's radio career is tangentially brought to you by Bravo. <laughs> That's true. Quite, quite tangentially. It's tangentially, tangentially because but, they uh, they fired. Uh, Jeff Lewis. So he's although it's Radio Andy, un- it's Radio Andy because it performs well, but it's unaffiliated with Bravo. In fact, on on the show that I co-host, Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius One Hundred Two, Radio it's Andy. The, maybe they'll um, get some Indonesia listeners. We have a ban. <laughs> Jeff is not allowed to have any current uh, Bravo castmates on the show. Oh, that's Uh-oh. why Jill Zarin. That's why we had Jill Zarin. Tomorrow we have Leah Black, former housewife of Miami. Um, this is like heaven for you because you oh know these people. Yes, yes. It, you it, it, watch it, these it people. I, I, and you're I, a natural. I freaked Jeff out last week when I did a my Ramona Singer impersonation from <laughs> season one <laughs> when Jill hosted the dinner and in the middle of the that was the dinner where we found out that Jill that, that Alex McCord couldn't go anywhere without Simon Van Kemp and her husband and they all went to this dinner party at Jill Zarin's and in the middle of the dinner in literally in the middle Ramona just stands up and goes gotta go gotta go be my girlfriends because you know my girlfriend and she just left in the middle of a dinner party it was one of the strangest things I had ever seen your total recall of of every episode of these shows <laughs> it's is amazing really, which is why I, really I feel very honored Eric to be in your highbrow podcast <laughs> Is it uh, highbrow? This is happening. Occasionally, depending on who our we guests. use much bigger <laughs> words here than we meet. We meet our guests where they live. Yes. You in know, fact, tonight like, <laughs> we are at a remote, <laughs> undisclosed location. Undisclosed. That's right. Yes, we are not secret. at the normal uh, bat cave. It has this a code to get in. in There's location. a code yeah, at yeah. the door. What do we think of this location? I, I love it. But, but it's, you know what? The chairs I have a, a squeak to them. Mm. Do you hear that, friends in Indonesia? <laughs> the squeaky chairs. Do you have squeaky chairs? I have a beautifully reupholstered well, velvet guest, chair yes. that is lovely. The no squeaks. That is tufted chair. Yes. yes. Yeah. I appreciate I did that it. on purpose. Oh. You and I should should be full of discomfort. Uh, we should. Yeah. So we Nantucket, <laughs> I first. Oh, look how she's just bringing it back to oh, her. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, go back well, to I don't want to forget. Resume my I don't story pro- forget. in progress. No, I don't want to forget. What I don't. Was. No, yes. please. So I, I started taking... Remind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry again. So I just... That's where I just... I was very encouraged by a lot of people there. Yeah. Established artists who were living their lives in that manner to... That I had something and I should develop it, and you mean I was forced. For yeah, I was forced. Which you do have by um, this amazing artist Robert McKee, who used to run the greatest gallery on Nantucket, the X Gallery. It was the alternative mm. gallery. He's like, why don't you show this in our auction? I was like, never showed a picture. So I showed two pictures of L.A. One mm-hmm. of Cantor's, the mural on Cantor's Deli, and the other of a still life. Of Jonathan Eudis's alien-shaped glasses <laughs> with two succulents and something on the table in their house in Topanga, and I sold them both. You did, and I was How like, did that "Feel, take us." Take I us just to that. felt like so validated and yeah. <clears throat> um, grateful to Robert, who really pushed me into it, and I 
I just interviewed him a couple of years ago. For and I Yeah, and I told him that. I was like, you know, you really... You know, that's another... Really that's a big start. It was a starting moment. Oh, that's moment. a huge, yeah. huge moment. Because I was for, very shy. And, about it is, it. and that's another special thing about Nantucket in that it, it's a weird combination of like small town where people are very encouraging of each other and kind of like elite, you know, um, you know, people, uh, playground yeah, yeah. Uh, for the uber wealthy. But, well, yeah, but you know, and sure. so, but those worlds collide in very interesting ways. And people like, you know, actor John Shea, um, you know, who was, he's been in lots of things and, you know, has become a, a director and things. He has this amazing, um, you know, uh, well, he, he spends a really. I think he lives in pretty much year round in Nantucket. I mean, he leaves he leaves the island to go work. And, mm-hmm. You know, he was on. Um, He's dedicated to the place, though. For he sure. really is, yeah. and he also is dedicated to supporting local artists. And he like does plays at the local theater and brings in people for that. He's been very encouraging of you. It's about community. Yeah, it's, it's it is. Um, it is, and you never know, like, and because because part of the community are. You know, famous people who happen to have houses there, but then part of the community are just like local artists who have made their home and made a life there like you did. And that's, I think, what your documentary is about, which I haven't seen and can't wait to see. You've been making it, it feels like, since I've met you. Yes. No, you know, it, it has been. a long time. It's a silent film. But listen, I mean, I, it's I've, not. I've been working on films for you know, very long periods of time before they get done, if they ever get done at all, you know, it's a process. Making anything is a process. And yes, finishing no. anything is a process. And you are seemingly in the home stretch of getting your documentary done, which is exciting. I've had it on hold for a few different reasons for a few years. And when I started it, it was, um, I had never done a film. It was really an outgrowth of my photography and I thought, I've done film work for other people, John. I'd come out and worked on a bunch of films at a- AFI. Yes. Um, actually, like, it was great, the family. Our friend, former filmmaker, John Udis, um, now real estate agent, um, uh, you know, has made films. Yes, his film, Spirit Rising, uh-huh. I worked on. Yeah. Um, I was in his first film, Union. You were, in the cab. I'm brilliant in it. You are I'm brilliant <laughs> and very dashing as can. usual. I, I have, I have, I have a tape it on VHS. Of it, so please, please. <laughs> oh my god! I have a VCR. Okay, we then should we, watch then that. We can see That's it. Yes. Um, uh, you know, because um, at first, well, whatever. I, yeah. I was very inspired by the people around me, and and to be honest, I don't want to be glib about John. John is actually very talented. He's not filmmaker. a former filmmaker, but he's, he is actually still he's making adding films. real estate. To he's his. still making films. He's very, very talented. I've always, uh, I, I, I've enjoyed collaborating with him, and his getting hired to um, to make Pocahontas Two: Journey to a New World, the rotoscoping uh, shoot, is why I moved to LA. So I have. Yes. John Udis, and you are a person for of LA bringing now. me out here oh. for a job. Yes, I and I really am thankful to him for that. The only thing you don't want to do with John Udis is look for a key hidden inside a rock. Well, now this again is my on fault. Nantucket on a cliff. This at sounds night. like a very specific. Well, uh, no, memory. John, and like in that first year. You know, jo- you know, John is as a family friend of ours, and he left his car at 
Al Mare, the house in uh, in Manakasham, and I thought a lot of words you just said. And his key was inside the house. Uh-huh. His car keys were inside the house, oh. and so we had told him how to get into the house. Right. Which I won't go into detail about. But I don't think we need to. We need this. We needn't. But um, but it it it, it yielded a day long. Uh, ordeal for Jeff. Which I'll tell that story in a very encapsulated version because it is like metaphorically the same story of why the film's not finished yet because I had to go in different directions. Because can't find the key. No, that's right. There's something in that house I need for the film. No, because I ended up going in different directions after I started that film and working in animation with Ralph Bakshi and building an animation and film program and for our Ralph university. Bakshi, for those who don't know, and many people don't know um, who Ralph Bakshi is, but people, some people do know, he is a legendary animator. He made the uh, animated version of Lord of the Rings, but he, before that he made um, Fritz, the the ser- Cat. Fritz the Cat, and he also made like a Mighty Mouse series and Wizards, um, wizards and things. I mean, and he's an, a painter and an artist and a very well regarded animation, you know, pioneer kind of transition from Disney to more experimental and just in the 60s, you know, he just was like depicting life as it is and putting, you know, thugs and sex and crime and he did this what what was his heavy thing? traffic cool world. He did he did a movie with Brad Pitt and um, Kim Basinger which was mixed with animation, which was, you know... I think it was Brad's second film. Yeah, it was... Uh, um, oh, wow. And, and he also he did an HBO series, and he's a fascinating guy. And sure. um, through meeting Victoria Bakshi Yudis, you, when you met her, you ended up to... Um, you ended up know, knowing the Bakshi family, moving to New Mexico, and starting an animation school. I did. I did, and then with with Ralph initially, yeah, and then without for a Ralph. moment, yeah. Well, he was like the impetus. Yes, like, he was. Hey, he's moved to town. Help me, kid, is and... what he said. I believe. <laughs> yeah, you know how to teach? Help me. Right. So, um, and so that you know led to like another chapter of, of like sitting there one higher day getting education, a, yeah, right, and That's and true. forming an animation school, which I think is such a very cool achievement of yours. It was very hard work um, building the both of the the private school and then um, basically building an incarnation of that for a university. Um, but they and had where is it now? The, which university? Uh, New Mexico State University. Where is that? In um, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. Um, so they uh, really what's have. Their, what's their um, mascot? Um, so and, the, uh, you don't know. This, Maybe a this, minor. It's this guy named Pistol UNM Pete, a little guy with a. Las Cruces. Pistol. That's where it must be. UNM Las Cruces. I don't know what the. NMSU. Oh, NMSU. 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 Las Cruces. But it's the same sort of thing. Mining for. You would think, yeah. Or maybe it's an alien for Area 51. 32. (laughs) It's a little guy named Pistol Pete is the mascot. And he's like a guy with a mustache, a cowboy with a gun. Mm. It's a little odd. Potentially racist. Yeah. I never really... It's not a a, a Mexican bandito. It's sort of... There's a far one's called Uh. Stinky Pete. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it's the same thing. I was sitting on a bench on Main Street in Nantucket, it's and just here a comes and a dream. here. It's basically, and there comes John in his Indian garb walking up the street, and I'm like, okay, there's this girl. I really don't know them for too long, and he's like, can you give me a ride? And I said, I have to go to work like soon. He wanted you to. And he goes, I need to a ride to my friends to get this key, and I was like, well, where is it? And he's like, oh, it's not far, and I know exactly where the key is. So then we're like driving. Well, he's going to pick up his car. But he needs to get the key. So then we get out there and it's this huge expanse on a cliff over the ocean. And he goes, okay, help me look for it. It's in something that looks like a rock. (laughs) Actually, we don't do that anymore. So no one knows where that is. After going down all these different roads all over. And he's like, oh, I think this is how you get to the house. I think this is how you get to the house. I was like, John, I have to be to work like in half an hour. I'm thinking I'm never going to get there. No cell phones at this moment in time at all. So like hours later, I'll never forget actually getting into the house and going into the bathroom. I looked in the mirror like, oh my God, what have I just gone through? Because the whole time he was like, you know. As you're saying this, I, so I, I now realize <laughs> that it was that Millennium New Year's, which is the first time I met you, because it couldn't have been we had Michelle that Prince. October. Yeah, Michelle Prince came, a bunch, a bunch of friends of ours Friends of Victoria's. It's great. And friends of mine. I'm sorry, you weren't there. Uh, no, Doug we, has been to this house, but, uh, but, but that not night for it that, was fun. I think we had met. Oh, we had met already. We had met. We had met. But uh, but you, know, you had your own New Year's. I, I spent. Probably, where were you? Why did you think? No, I was at uh, my friend Patrick's house on. Uh, well, well, then, then we had met because I introduced yeah. you to Patrick. Oh, that's Did. right. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Akbar. Uh, no, I introduced myself to Patrick. You knew the guy that Patrick was on a date with. It is because so of you that I met him. That's why you met him. And yes, I think yes. that he, I, no, but, but my memory of it is that Andrew introduced me to Patrick, and then I introduced you. No, that's a faulty memory. Oh, wow. I shall correct it. You were immediately talking with your friend, which is why I leaned over to the other guy and he and I had an awkward conversation because you so deeply ensconced yourself in a conversation with your That's friend. That's probably true. Yes. <laughs> anyway. And he was on uh, a very I was dates. at my friend Patrick's home on Y2K. We got high. We listened to <laughs> the Mama Mia soundtrack. I thought this was a PG podcast. We got we listened to the Mama Mia soundtrack <laughs> And waited to hear reports of airplanes falling from the sky. <laughs> that's uh, a little more. But... What we think is fun at 30. <laughs> well, that's what they said was going to happen, though, at Y2K. Right? I know. Everything why, was going to well, break. Well, that's why right? I flew to a remote island and surrounded myself with friends. Oh, and... you, just, you withdrew all your money from the banks and just <laughs> sat there counting your money in case the banks exploded. <laughs> I do remember you at a table with some coins. Coins oh, and cocaine. Oh, <laughs> <there. laughs> It's, it's not easy to get cocaine in Nantucket. It Is like, it not? Well, it wasn't for me. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know either. I, I, I was you know, in the never, art I've, and teaching community and nanny I, I will admit, I've never tried. I've never tried cocaine. Well, I can't say this. I was at a party once in <laughs> Provincetown, and somebody handed me, I think it was crack cocaine. Oh. And I said no. And Good. Eric said, are you kidding me? <laughs> you get it, that back. It wasn't crack. What was it? It was cocaine. Oh. And I did and do I gave some it to at you. that party. I yes. gave it to you. So this guy offered it to me. I, I said, went what up. am I going to do with this? So I said, thank you, but no. No. And then I did get it. And then and I was like, you go, you go right back. 
You tell him that you want it. And I had sex with that host at that party. <laughs> I thought this was a PG podcast. No, who gave you that impression? I don't know. I don't Have you know. ever listened to it? I thought you said you had. Well, Ryan's Quick, episode move was to Bali in Indonesia. And well, I'm to telling you, usually we meet our guests <laughs> where they live, but apparently no longer. Now we're just you could like, come to my <laughs> house and do another. No, 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 not where they live. I would live, love for someone to we visit meet, me. Meet, I'm not coming there. <laughs> you, we usually meet our I guests. I have a special needs dog. Level. You do. If, you by do. the way, listeners, listeners, if you hear some heavy breathing. <laughs> It is, uh, yeah, it is my dog. Us. The adorable and much beloved <laughs> My Hudson. dog, is, uh, he has special needs, and he's in the room with us panting. Yes, <laughs> and, and being adorable. Tonight's podcast <laughs> is brought to you by the Megasophagus Association for Dogs. <laughs> Do you need a Bailey chair? Contact the Megasophagus Association. I saw you... Um, uh, advertising that, or just uh, referencing yeah, I think, it. I think we th- we can call story. it a shout out in my Insta story. In your Insta story. Well, do you know what happens? You were so proficient at the Insta story. I'm getting better. Like it's getting all, better. I, I don't even know how to so, do it. Jess, I've yesterday, done it inadvertently once yeah, or twice. Yeah, me, what oh, happened? Oh, Tell me. I posted a video, an Insta story. I posted a story of Hudson drinking in his chair. On Instagram? On Instagram. It has an Insta story. You're growing Instagram. Which I saw it so, today. Uh, but then this, I started getting... I think the only term I could use is haters. <gasps> These people about are like, Hudson. People, people how are like, you how could dog? you make your dog sit in that chair? Uh, you oh, are an come on. asshole. Oh, oh, God, so then I had to do a follow-up story where I Explaining explained why. that the, the reason this is how he needs to eat. Yeah, my dog requires to be upright for 20 minutes after eating and drinking to let gravity take the food down. Why else would anyone build a chair like that? Who wants to be cruel to well, dogs? I will say. It looks so cute to look at a dog in a Bailey chair. They do look really cute, but they you wouldn't do, but wish what, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be like, want oh, to do yeah. it. No, exactly. So that is. I mean, if your dog doesn't need to do it, then it can just perfectly well eat not to. I sit in agreement with you. That's an, an, a perfect example of how things can be very nasty with the whole internet life. Like, yeah. think about it oh, for yeah, a internet minute. Trolls and Wait haters. a minute. I hate that. It's terrible. Yeah, who ha- People are too quick. I think it was quick. Melania Trump who said it. <laughs> Be best. She did. <laughs> that activist. That was her. That was her, <laughs> yes. that was her cause. It is her. But who? Probably Michelle Obama did it first. Then, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Be I best. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just like she's In Slovenia, like, we she's say Be best. Internet bullying. When I left the university after two months, and they said Be best. And literally, like today, I read like. Trump, for, for no reason, said something like, you know, oh, that Bette Midler is a washed up, you know, Oh, yeah, they're, in a, they're in a fight. Just like, whatever. Just like... She's feisty. And I'm just like... He's getting into deep water, really. Now. Right but I'm now. just like, I can't believe this is our president who is, like, attacking Bette Midler for no reason. That's just not like, right. Can you just... Right. Can you just act presidential? presidential no. for one no, second. No, 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 but, oh, see, And he said, thing. oh, he said, like, oh, I didn't know that Meghan Markle was nasty. Like, yes. how dare well, you? Well, he said it, how and then denied you? saying it. And they were like, like oh, tape. here's the tape. He's like, oh, well, I think I said I didn't know that she was making a nasty comment. It's like, no. No. It's like, we have you on tape, you fucking liar. You know, I hope he was nice to the queen. I think he was nice. They actually seem to get along this quite trip, well. well. She's a former Nazi, so. <laughs> like no, his she, father. She is, she is. Like his She's, well. I'm sure she's less. She's written to me. <laughs> Not about have, being a Nazi. No, uh, I, I have correspondence <laughs> from the Queen 
Also, Lizzie. May I say uh, that Prince Harry and now Duchess Meghan, uh, they've also written to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. When are you going over? Well, to Frogmore Cottage. I don't want to talk about it on, on the podcast. Ooh, I forgot. The, the, let us not be surprised. And people dear, are working it dear out. listeners, perhaps one day soon, Eric and I will be doing our podcast <gasps> from inside Frogmore House. Uh, Frogmore House, right. Yeah. From your lips to God's ears, poo, or poo, poo. Queen's ears, whatever. Or perhaps her ching, lady ching. in waiting, mm. Annabeth Whitehead, who sure. is the lady who wrote to me. Oh, exactly. What the Queen commanded. Yes, the Queen commanded <laughs> Lady Annabeth Whitehead to write to me, <laughs> to thank me for my kind words. All I wanted to know was Isn't like, it good to have someone to register? command Were they registered to write? To for their wedding? That's all I wanted to know. That's interesting. I kind of wanted an invitation. But I didn't I mean, get invited. You know, I, I often ask an assistant or, or someone that I'm working with to do something, but I, but I, I, it'd be nice if they said, like, someone commanded me. Command. It was like, yeah, okay, good. I want that kind is of that authority. Is that a command? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> right to that Doug Buton. It is. In Los Angeles. I just <laughs> thought of another key, m- not to interrupt you too. Oh, no, you were trying to get back to <laughs> I mean, Hello, usually Jess. we try to throw it back to you, no, but no, you're, you're actually pulling it back it's to you, fine. which is good. Well, I just remember another key moment on Nantucket mm. of my creative life was writing a play, this very funny show with some friends, one of which you should really try to get on this podcast if you can. He's a very fascinating Where fellow. Where does he live? He lives here. Mm-hmm. I'll give you his name later. Okay. Okay. Um, but we wrote this play and did it in the late night theater and that was the first time I had acted again and it was great and the show was really successful it was a complete non-Nantucket production very sassy commentary on Nantucket you know about there's a lot of really fun theater that goes on there John Shea is responsible for some of it and uh, but like actors that I've met because I, I do go to that film festival a lot but Sometimes it overlaps with with people coming in to like do a stage reading of a screenplay because that particular film festival celebrates the writer, so they always do a tribute to a screenwriter, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they do like a reading of something. They bring in actors, and sometimes those actors stay and do a production. Yeah, and actually, so like it's legit, a lovely place to stay for the do, summer. Yeah, why mm, not? Of course. Actually, the the one time that Doug visited uh, Nantucket uh, to see me was when you were working on Martha's Vineyard. I was. I was doing a show. Called Common Knowledge. On Martha's oh. Vineyard. Which I, I, which I produced the inaugural, the inaugural. Uh, production of here in Los Angeles. And it, it, it had you a did it on the long vineyard? life. We did it at the Vineyard Playhouse. They produced a production for us. And uh, I flew over to Nantucket. Now, the flight from Martha's Vineyard to Nantucket normally is approximately... 12 minutes mm-hmm. and um, I was on the longest recorded <laughs> flight ever it took us an hour and a half was it foggy? Uh, it was foggy uh, it was treacherous it was a pilot's first terrible. attempt we had mm. to do a few attempts and then we landed and this one Eric Mars was like why did I he was bitching at me <laughs> I got off that plane I'm sure white I was not knuckled there. and vomited yeah, yeah. Scary. and Eric was not very kind oh, I, Eric I, you know how what? could I, you? Yeah, I, I'm not perfect no he was pissed anyway <laughs> uh, yes that I was apologize. my, my uh, I'm sure that's true thank you for apologizing I've white knuckled at home I, to I see my grandmother I do not dispute that I'm sure I was a just very obnoxious about it. 
I should have been more attuned to, to your the fact experience. that I almost died, that I tasted your blood experience. in my mouth. I was at the time more focused on my in, being inconvenienced. I see. And that was unkind of me. But I was with our friend Sal. And then, so. uh, and then we all repaired back to Everything Amare, was okay. After. And then we had a lovely visit. Well, that was not a lovely visit for Sal. He had just broken up with the gentleman that he was seeing. Yes. And he was a mess. Oh. He, was, he was going through a breakup, which I am now at the moment as it's well. It's not easy. Um, it's not the best thing. <clears throat> um, and, but one gets through it. Um, and if you're having trouble getting through it, there's always Veuve Clicquot. <laughs> which yes. has helped me. Thank you, Veuve Clicquot. And actually, I should mention that my father introduced Veuve Clicquot to the American market by doing the first <gasps> advertisements for them in the 80s. Wow. Early 80s. And they hosted me back in the day. Here's to Mark. In um, you know, Cheers. As, you know, whatever. But uh, so maybe Verklico can rejoin A. Morris um, to sponsor. Yeah. Something. Repay right? what Mark Morris did. Do we know anybody at Verklico? Not anymore. They're probably all dead. Well, let's I'll ask my father. Don't, don't let them listen. Just call them and say, we have a very successful Indonesian podcast. <laughs> It's primarily, it's primarily Indonesian. You Would you like how, to expand into the East you, Indonesian market? You know how Indonesians <laughs> love champagne. They do. It's, it's mostly against their religion, yeah. but um, but though the few who drink it drink it heartily in in great quantity. So Jess, yes, <laughs> tell us where yeah. you are now. Yes, what's happening now, Jess Garel? I've um, just been in a period of reassessing things. Mm -hmm. and it? it sounds um, like she's been dress shopping. <laughs> <laughs> reassessing my closet. No, just yeah. reassessing. And, it's our stage of life. Um, we transition into old age. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, say it. Choices. Say it's not so. <laughs> All you have left to what look at. What have I done with my life? Maybe I'll get cataract <laughs> surgery. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I no, could use that because then they say you can see again, right? <laughs> Let's see what happens with those test results. Yes. Yay! <laughs> No, I've just um, had a, a few detours the past couple of years and ended up leaving my position with the university. So it was... At UNMS. And, yes, yes. You and Pistol Pete. Yes. You Pistol Pete. I ended it with Pistol Pete. And a series of disastrous relationships, Jess Garrell. What just who? like me. No, I'm no, kidding. Say not. <laughs> so you've severed your ties with I UNMS. I have. It was over. LMNOP. And I, it was really after all that work and it was quite a lot of work. Um, the program became very successful very fast. You said it's very nationally ranked. It is nationally ranked, Which, highly. You, they have, all those students have you to thank for forming Yeah, it. some of them do thank me so sometimes. So your legacy lives and on. I, yeah. Yes, That's it will nice continue. It will continue. It will continue. Of animation. And, and um, acting. I was teaching voice acting, animation, uh, screenwriting. Mm. Uh, history of animation, mm. um, production, production. Oh my god! You're it was like a an lot. Overachiever. It was a lot, and um, it was interesting to kind of realize, okay, that's in the past, and um, to so to try a, to feel good about it. Even you're in though, the process of figuring out what's next. 
Yes, and and just thinking. We're twilight years. Thinking. <laughs> Don't say things like that. It just puts a chill in my We're spine. We're the same age, essentially. I'm just Seven kind of like. And that age will not be mentioned in this podcast. Well, no, but let's just say that your ARP card is showing, lady. I, you know, I. I don't hide my age. I I, I know, but the women are different. The women are oh, just okay, like okay. it's so slightly you're, horrifying. You're you're, ju- you're turning forty. That's right. That's <laughs> and, right. Again, and I've just, turned forty, mm, and I mean, it's know, time and it's to reassess like, things. Yeah, it's just like at forty, what do I want to do? I you know I'm like mid midlife, could like I'm I've got pick- the rest of my life ahead of me. I'm stitching myself back together like a scarecrow after all that activity, and uh, it was quite. It was quite. Uh, Very graphic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little put off. It's gruesome. No, not you know, just putting putting putting, my, back putting yeah. trying to put myself back together, and but I think uh, that's what we do in life, don't you? Yes. I mean, I think that, like, as an we, artist, especially. Oh God, yes. I mean, it's not exactly if you're not a traditional career path where you're like. I'm doing this and I've got my 401k and I'm gonna like arise to executive vice president or whatever it is you know um, the path that collectively at this table we've chosen it's not yes. the easiest path it's not it's a it's rocky not the easiest road. path and, and you do have to kind of like okay what's the, you have to improvise figure out what's next hustle a little bit uh, steal a dress. Uh, <laughs> steal a dress. Um, do some shopping. You know, com- uh, commit um, commit crimes. Flee the country. I don't know. I know. I'm spending a lot of quiet time in the mountains, <laughs> thinking and uh, no taking care of my cat and reflecting, <laughs> reflecting on certain things and successes and failures and. Um, just, well, yes, we, we're it's a lot of mental time. We're catching you at a contemplative moment. Yes, which, absolutely. And I well, you, but you are on the cusp of finishing your long in gestation documentary about Nantucket artists. I hope so. Which I truly look forward to seeing. And I know that will be, I, I truly believe it will be welcomed with open arms by at least the Nantucket Film Festival. I mean, that yes, is, I that's hope, a, I that's would a hope very so. natural... Yes. Place for it to show. Yeah, I need and to. And I look forward to being there when it. Oh, you does both show. will be there. I don't Absolutely. know. If I'm I mean, to <laughs> if someone flies him. There, yeah, maybe. maybe first class, of course. <laughs> no, I'll see if the Concord goes to Nantucket. Oh, it doesn't. Right. The Concord no longer exists. But don't but you want to go back to that airline that brought you from the vineyard to Nantucket? Cape Air? Definitively not. They made me sit in the co-pilot seat because I was so fat. Oh, stop! But I actually. But, true. but Doug, you are welcome to come back to Almari anytime. Thank you. Especially now, I know where the key is. My- <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, you will never find that rock. Anyone? Well, you'll never find that house. No. no. To be honest. And John could not find it for you. hours. I just, all I need to do is find a dress store. Dress store and a dream. <laughs> Kim Burbick, if you are out now. there listening, <laughs> like, I owe you dress so much. Person. Can you ask your mother if I can live with you? <laughs> Oh, I live here now. We close at six. Please leave. I'm appropriating your store. I'm I'm going to take the contents of the cash register. I'm going to take them to Straight Wharf and have dinner. Attention shoppers. The store is closing as I need to perform my ablutions and get ready for dinner. 
We shall reopen tomorrow. Goodbye. And I will ask everyone to leave. This is the Jess Gorel method of surviving. The Jess Gorel story. <laughs> it was Kim Burbick. If you're out there, thank you so much because oh, she's listening. Your kindness well, started a very head. large chapter in life for me out there. That so every part of what I was doing out there is part of who I feel I really am, and that's another thing I've been just trying to get back in touch with that because when you're running ragged with that many students with big projects and specialized instruction you're you do have a lot of moments where you're like well who am i rather than professor Gorell? right like what's important to me and when i'm not like feeding these ungrateful which no they weren't ungrateful yeah no i hear that was but it was Uh, but but no when you're teaching people you can't maybe you you can't do it well unless you you do lose yourself a little bit that's really what it is and that's selfless and beautiful and you're responsible for Helping a oh, not generation, but but <laughs> but some some number of people yeah. finding their path, you know, and their calling. Yeah, and it's a journey you take with them. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely, indeed. and um, right. I'm well, proud of it. Good. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Thank you um, for having me. There is no place I would rather be. We need to wrap this up because we, it's getting late. And we, we have to have eat dinner, dinner, and, and life dinner. must go on. That's true. Uh, but thank you so honestly, Jess. You're, you're very lovely to join us here on This Is Happening. Um, the thank podcast. You to, this is happening. The podcast. And thank you. I hope Doug, to return. And so, Jess, Jess, as we'll say goodbye to you as we leave, because Pistol Pete comes next. Say <laughs> <laughs> <Next laughs> <guess>. not. <laughs> then Indeed. it turns into a different kind of show. Indeed. Well, I bet goodbye, it does. Bye. Uh, Indonesia, goodbye Russian Federation. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. And um, be good guys. to yourself. Yeah. And be good to everyone else. Ciao.